passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curveson, joined with Reed Bacon. Got another great one today. Uh, we are talking SEC gossip. Jimbo and Nick Saban going at each other. Uh, possibility of pods in the SEC instead of divisions. Eh, but we also touch on Tennessee stuff. Josiah Jordan James deciding to come back. Great for Rick Barnes and the team. Uh, Tennessee baseball in the year with a sweep versus Mississippi State. And uh, Evan Russell getting that all-time, tying that all-time record of home runs. Uh, but before we get into any of that, you guys, please, I, I very much appreciate all that you've done for us so far, all the listens, the views, but please keep it up. Hit that notification bell, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, follow us on all the listening platforms, rate us there too, share with your friends and, friends and family, it helps us so, so, so much. So very much appreciate you guys. Um, and yeah, y'all are the best. So let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air and the kick this time is no sir Reed. No sir Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins! Caught it by Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt. Touchdown on play number one. All right. So before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. Uh, if you're wanting to go anywhere to bet, this is the place. It's the number one source for all the best odds, the stats, everything that comes with it. They've got stuff on the NBA playoffs going on. They've got stuff on MLB. They have golf. They have fighting. They have even casino. So everything you could think of, this is the place to go. It's the best place to bet, and it makes everything more exciting when you do it. So hop on over there. When you do go over there, it's super easy to get started. Um, you can use your mobile device, or you can go on their website, 
and use a promo code believe that's B L E A V when you sign up and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So awesome free money. So why not use believe as your little code when you go there? Um, tell them, tell them that we sent you. Uh, so head on over again, that's B L E A V promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everyone. I uh, hope you're having a fantastic weekend, a fantastic Wednesday. Uh, we have a lot of gossip and bickering and back and forth in the SEC. But before we get into all that, Reed, how we doing, bud? How we doing, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So as you can see, I got some new background material. I took that photo right there. No problem. Um, yeah, so I am officially in Naples, Florida. The lo- the slogan for summer 2022 is nipples out for Naples. So, um, you know, Ariel has her. You might new- be the only one to follow that rule. <laughs> so Ariel has her new nursing travel contract, and it starts this Monday. Uh, so we're recording on Sunday. And so, yeah, we drove down. We Drove halfway Friday night, stayed in Tifton, Georgia, with a bunch of freaking Georgia Bulldog losers. And uh, then we finished our way driving down here to Naples. And so we're in a hotel for uh, three days. And then we get the house that we rented for. We got a house that we rented for two months while we're down here. But, yeah, this is a good little home suite. It's like one of those, like, like home suites or resident inn type where you got your refrigerator dishwasher, a full refrigerator. So it's nice for to have for a couple of days, but you know, I'm doing well, pretty tired this weekend because a lot of driving and getting set up and all that, I'm, but I'm sure. Yeah. But we got in last night, got some stuff settled and I just absolutely crushed the seafood place. Cause I love seafood <laughs> and I, and I eat seafood a decent amount in Knoxville, but like when you're in a, you know, when you're in a place yeah. like in, in Florida or on the coast somewhere, it just hits different. So last night oh, yeah. I got last night I got this all for me: shrimp cocktail, dozen oysters, lobster bisque, and then they had a special lobster tail. And I got that with au gratin potatoes and spinach last night, and like just <laughs> smack, smacked it, bro. And finished it up with some Ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge brownie. <laughs> As that fat and, boy. As that bacon yeah. fat boy. And it was incredible. Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing well. How are you doing? How was your weekend? Uh, not too bad. Um, I wouldn't say that eventful, but it's uh, it's been good. Work has been picking up recently, so it's, it's sometimes nice to just, like, sit down and not do anything, like veg a little bit, which is what I enjoy most about the weekends because, like, from 5.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Monday through Friday, I'm doing something. So yeah. it's just like, all right, weekends, I just get to sit on the couch, watch whatever I want, not have to worry about it. And then my big responsibility on the weekends is this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I listen, bro. I'm there. It's, it's funny. Like, I, and I feel like a lot of our listeners probably feel the same way. It's like a couple weekends in a row, like, do out traveling, visiting family, doing stuff. A lot of our listeners that have kids, like, you know, if they're out doing 
sporting events, you know, and stuff like that. Then you get that one week and you're like, bro, all day Saturday, I don't want to do anything. No. For me, for me, Sunday after church, I want to go eat and like took a three hour nap. Because usually on Sundays I do take a good two, three hour nap. But I've been messing that up for you. (laughs) Yeah, today I wasn't allowed to do that. So um, I'll tell you what, and honestly, like I noticed because we do this on the weekends, how much more free time I have when it's not the fall. Like when it's the fall and it's like, well, I have to spend three hours on Saturday watching this game. Which listen, that's not that's not a problem. We enjoy doing it. Yeah, I like very much. I very much enjoy it. I also need to spend uh, three hours watching a Titans game too. So it's like on Sundays. So there's like six hours of my weekend that are just like automatically gone every weekend in the fall. Which is kind of watching plus watching the film. Yeah, rewatching. Yes, exactly. Prepping for the podcast. I. uh, this is what happens when you try and have a beer every single episode. You spill once in a while. I didn't call I, you out. I, I just did. <laughs> but how'd you spill so much of it? Or did I you come prepared? How it was just underneath my foot. And I kicked it. Oh. Yeah. I thought because you looked funny, like you look like when you're taking that sip, like you dropped some of it. And I was going to make fun of you, like for spilling, you know. Your oh, no, I did. Beer. I did. You should have made fun of me before. I did. I tried to get away with it. And then you set it down and then kicked it? Yeah, man. I'm all over it today. What a fucking dumbass. You're drunk. Hey, everyone's human, okay, Reed? You're, you're freaking drunk as a freaking scum. I know, bro. I'm hammered. I'm freaking hammered. All right. Let me go ahead and just tell the people what we're going to be talking about. About today, while you clean up your mess like a child, so we're going to talk about Jimbo and Nico and their little their little feud. Uh, mm. We're gonna, we're going to talk about baseball, absolutely bending Mississippi State over that freaking cowbell, and just absolutely whipping them. And then we're going to talk about Josiah Jordan James coming back. And then what was the last thing we we're going to talk about? Our golf the game. possible pods in the SEC instead of divisions. Right. Exactly. So, yes, I am ready to go. I can go ahead and start uh, talking a little bit about the Jimbo and Nick Saban. I think pretty much anybody that watches this knows what happened with Jimbo and Nick. Um, yeah, so it started out with Nick uh, getting in front of his boosters. And uh, I guess, you know, kind of like our uh, the, the Tennessee version of like quarterback club or – Big Orange Caravan. Or, yeah, Big Orange Caravan or, like, the what's the Wednesday night thing that the head coach always does at Calhoun's? Ball calls. Ball calls. That's it, yeah. So, like, a version of that is what Nick Saban's on. And he goes on there and says, the little quote, I mean, we were second in recruiting last year. Uh, A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't buy one player, all right? But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. So let's start with Nick. What are your thoughts on him just blatantly saying it out loud and just being like, hey, they paid for him, like, this is what's happening? What what, what, with your head? My well, first off, my favorite thing in the whole thing was Nate Oates just sitting there, like just listening. And you know, he was probably like, thinking, <laughs> "Oh boy, 
This should be just good. like uh, Nick. Uh, uh, like, what are you doing? Yeah, but yeah, but what's I mean, Nate Oates. You know, if you're if you're the basketball coach there, the athletic director, you're always going to get your guy. Like, if you're an Alabama fan, you've got Saban's back. If you're a Texas A&M fan, so like as Tennessee fans, we can come from it from a side angle. But for me, like in a way, like I was happy that Nick called him out. We all said the same thing. We've all we said you and I said it. We everyone in America thought Texas A&M bought those players. With like, there's no way someone could convince me different that they did not set up NIL deals for all these players. Mm-hmm. I just that that's just what I believe. Like, and, and Jimbo to come out and be like, I've never cheated. I've never done any of this. Like, I've never liked Jimbo. And he just looks like he's a liar. Like, he looks like he's just trying to BS you, all that. Now, I don't know anyone that's worked for him. So, you know, out of the people that I know that are in college, uh, coaching or whatever, like, I don't know anyone that's worked for him. Um, so, I really don't know. Like, I've never had anyone be like, yeah, he is a good guy or he is a cheater. I don't yeah. care. Like, that's just me, um, my vibe of him. Uh, but in a way, like, I'm happy what Nick said because, like, instead of being – super PC or coming out and saying it without saying Texas A&M's name. So it's like, we all would know who he's talking about, but he didn't just like, he, he did the coach speak. So I'm, I like that. He didn't do the coach speak. And he just said, Hey, Texas A&M did this. Now what the funny part about it is, is like, I do know people that played for Saban and I have been around the Alabama program. And I saw a very funny tweet that someone said all them Alabama players out here driving uh, Hellcats and, yeah. and, and challengers. And, and it's true. Like when I was down in Alabama, did I ever see someone be given money or anything? No, but I obviously saw the players and were around the players and saw them driving nicer cars. They always had like nicer things like, you know, so and there, there were some stuff coming out about some of those guys getting suits for autographs and all that stuff but it got swept under the rug really quickly. So I'm glad Saban didn't coach speak and actually called him out. I think it's funny because he cheats as well, but I respect Saban because he's, he hasn't got caught yet. But the reason I respect Saban is because not only if, if he buys his players, okay, that's one thing, but he wins with them. It's not like Kentucky basketball where they can maybe get all these one and dones or Duke basketball, they get all these one and dones, but they don't win the, they don't win the tournament every year. Hell, there's been a couple of years lately, Kentucky didn't even make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So it's like at least Saban is the GOAT. Like on the field, he is still the GOAT. Like he still wins the most. Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad that he said that. And I, I think it's funny because we all know he cheats as well. And he probably is crying a little bit because he's worried about people coming after him. Or, yeah, or, or I, people being able to compete with his recruiting. <laughs> I agree with some of the things you said. I like – I. I like the fact that it wasn't coach speak. I always like when coaches are more real about stuff. So that in general, I like more. Um, It's just so funny because like this is all, this is two five-year-olds that got their feelings hurt. Like that's literally what it is. It's, it's, it's so funny to like really just zoom out and look at it. This is Saban being upset that he didn't have the number one recruiting class. And Texas A&M did, and he's mad that he got second and not first. Because let's let's be honest, like Nick Saban is a competitive freak. That's the reason why he wins so much. Like he he has an issue, a mental issue of competitiveness in his brain. Like that is the most important thing to him in the world is to be the first, be number one. 
So that's you why he's upset. Last. <laughs> yeah, he ain't first or last. So that's why he's upset. So he goes oh, out no, there. No, no, no. <laughs> what? Oh, I love, I love it, Ricky Poppy, when he meets his dad later in life, and he goes, he goes, hell, son, that's crazy. He's like, you come in second, third, hell, even fourth. And yeah. Ricky's like, I live my whole life based on that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hell, son, I was drunk and high when I said that. <laughs> I love, I love, yeah, I was drunk and I was like, hell, you coming second, third, even fourth. Hell, even fourth. Um, So that and what he was saying is like a little bit of like a poke the bear to Jimbo, but I wouldn't say it's like a complete insult to Jimbo. I think Jimbo took it as an insult because he's like, Hey, you like you can't recruit these guys. Like, there's no way these guys would come to your school unless you set up these NIL deals for them. And Jimbo was like, well, he's doing it legally. NIL is legal. He can do that all he wants. Like, there's really not an issue with Nick Saban saying this. He's not saying, like, hey, you're paying these guys under the table. That's why they're coming. He's like, you're paying them with NIL. Jimbo took it as like, you're challenging my recruiting by saying the only reason they came here was money. While I know that the only reason certain guys came to your school is because of money. Cause Jimbo worked with him at LSU. So Jimbo knows what Saban has done in the past. He's been a part of it. So no one's hands are clean in this, but I think what Saban was really doing. And because you have to think about where is he? He's at the vol calls. He's at the quarterback club. He's at the, He's at the thing with all the boosters and the fans and the thing. And he's saying, you want to know why the number one recruiting class got the number one recruiting class? Because their boosters and their fans showed up with money. That's what he's telling everyone, all of his Alabama constituents, that I need more money so that I can pay for guys to come to our school. That's his whole point in saying it. It's not to get under Jimbo's skin or to ruffle feathers with somebody like he's he's saying it because he's like, hey, this is a perfect time to do it. Show them that this is the reason why we were in second and I need you guys to pay me. This is the this is my excuse for not winning. So I need you guys to pay me. That's his whole thing. I think Jimbo calling him out and just being like, listen, bud, I'm a good recruiter, too. And it doesn't have to just be money. You can get recruits other ways. And I know that you got recruits with money. He's listen, Saban's probably got some guys just without money. There's plenty of guys out there that go to college, myself included, that at the time their families don't need money. So money isn't what drives them to go to school. And I'm sure that's happened in Alabama. I'm sure, you know, what was that center's name? Barrett Jones. I'm sure he didn't get paid to go to Alabama. But he ended up there and he had a good college career and it was fine. But I just think it's hilarious that uh, that Nick is really coming in like, I, what, what? I can't win, guys. I need your money. I need you to pay me so I can win. OK, like that is what makes it so funny to me. So this this could be naive of me, and, and this could be because I do like Saban. 
and I do think that was a part of it I, because they it was funny when they showed it on ESPN. One of the sports editor anchors was like, and he says this right after asking everybody for their money, basically like, <laughs> hey, we need we need some money uh, so that we can compete with Texas A&M. But in a way, like I I do think Saban speaks the truth. Like he he wasn't lying. Like what I mean, what what he was saying, like he 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 has a little bit of that like. I'm going to just speak how I truly feel and speak the truth. There are times that he's going out there just like anybody is speaking and trying to persuade a, a situation or something in his favor. But I do think there's times when people ask him um, just a question in general. And I think he answers it honestly. Um, yeah. And I think, and I think this, like, that's really how he feels. Like I think if him and just miss him and miss Terry were sitting and having dinner, I think he's saying, yeah, like Texas A&M bought all those guys. Um, I don't, you know what I mean? So, and, and now Jimbo, I, I don't like Jimbo. I've already said that m- multiple times. My favorite thing about all this is, is I can't wait until the middle of the season and they're still like eight and four, you know, and like not good. And, you know, like I can't wait till they play each other. Yeah, I can't either. I think it's like October. I think they showed it was like October, like eight, maybe. Or I, hell, I don't remember what it was, but I mean, yeah, it's going to be incredible when they play each other. But, like, that's the one thing I love about Texas A&M. They're going to get this recruiting class, and they're still not going to win a national championship. Like, they're not going to go to the college playoff. It, my, it, like I told you, you picked them this past year, and I said, I'm always picking Saban until I, someone gives me a reason not to. I, I'll pick him again this year. So, yeah. And I would yeah, be even more. Saban, yeah, Saban has to give you a reason not to, which is yeah. a very – yeah, that's a very true statement. Yeah. Um, but the, with the way Jimbo came out and attacked, like – I was just like, bro, like when I watched, so I watched what Nick said and I was like, oh, this is good. This is juicy. But I, but I think he's right. When Jimbo was talking, I'm just like, shut up. He sounds like a, he sounds like a, like a, like a bad politician or he sounds almost like a reverend, but like that you don't (laughs) believe he's like to think that those, those families, like we're paying, we're going to buy them families. I'm like, people always say that like, that's a just, that's disrespectful. Like to them that they can be bought. Yeah. That this might be just a me thing, but like I don't care if people think that. If I'm really good at something, and they're like the bacon's, you think the bacon's can get bought? I'm like hell yeah. I was like, so I was like, you ain't buying, you ain't buying me. But I can promise you, if I'm damn good at playing football, and you want to give me five hundred thousand dollars to come to your school, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come to your school. I'm picking the school that I want to pick, regardless. If you're good enough, any of them are going to give you money. So like, I just think he was like, he's like Satan's just out here disrespecting these families and he's like they're disrespecting me like i don't do that and it's just like i can't wait for three years four years five years from now and it comes out that jimbo is a cheater like yeah. i believe all these guys are cheaters like i just think they all especially before nil came out like i think they're all cheaters so like when they say that whether they are or not like you don't get the benefit of the doubt from me because of the profession that you're in yeah you know, i think i think him like, coming out with like the family and the players like these players deserve more respect. How yeah. dare you drag their names through the mud? Like, yeah, that that part of it is very much like Southern governor running yes. for yeah. his his spot, and may, or like a mayor <laughs> running for his spot. It's like, and like, like I care about every single family in this town. <laughs> Betty Lou, you remember last summer where I helped you take down that fence? It's your. <laughs> Like, hey, hey, remember, remember in campaigns, that guy from NASA's like, and you better bring your brooms because Washington's a mess, people. And he's like, 
Marty Huggins <laughs> is going to win this election. That's exactly yes. what it feels like. Yeah. So, but but let me say this. I I don't. I mean, I don't care enough. Like you know me. Like I am. I try to be a, a good person, a good Christian. So I'm not being judgmental, really, to these coaches. It's more of a a joking thing. Like I don't believe them because it's no. it's like it's like it's like a stripper. If you're if you're a if you're a college coach, there's some good ones in there and some different. But it's like it's like if you're a stripper and you're like, well, I'm not a hoe. It's like, well, it's a, you know, I'm not a hoe. It's like, okay, like you know, whatever. But like, you're in the college profession. Like, you're in the stripping profession. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, you're pretty you, close. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like there's a fine so, line. Yeah, so it's like Jimbo coming out and saying that, and I just thought the way he looked and like acting like, and then. You know, I think a lot of people love that he was like calling Saban out. He's like, of course. y'all think Saban, y'all think Saban's the god. He's of like, course. Y'all, why don't y'all go find out what he's been doing? It's like, okay, big dog. Like, if you want to say it, what's he been doing? Come out and say yeah. it. Like, if you got some real examples, say something. Tell the NCAA. Like, you worked for him. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, let's just go ahead and you know, if that's me and I'm sitting up there, like, just go ahead and say it. You know, you know <laughs> yeah, you got, say it. If you got something to say, say. It. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think a lot of people love that, too, because everyone views Saban. I mean, he is like the greatest college coach ever, and it's views him as untouchable, as this God figure that Jimbo brought up. And it's like nice to see someone. And even though like I don't really like Jimbo either, someone to step up and just be like, F you like I'm going to I'm going to bring it. I'm going to have a press conference just so I can respond and tell you to shut up. Like, that's what Jimbo did. And I, like, I respect that out of Jimbo because Saban is seen as like that untouchable. Well, guy. He, was, yeah, he, he was doing that press conference to defend, because he, he said, he goes, I, it's embarrassing. I have to do this press conference to, to um, defend myself and my school and this recruiting class and all that. But like, yeah, it's just, it's just two clowns, man. But like, well, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think so. Like, I can't stand the stuff where sports fans, a.k.a. short for fanatics, and you put these people up on pedestals, like, I really like Josh Heupel. But that doesn't yeah. mean that, like, I'm going to, like, close an eye to, like, if he gets in trouble for, like, a DUI or, like, you know, doing something serious. Like, that's not me. Like, that's why I will – and I smile because it used to piss me off. I remember being in college, Kyler, when all that Jerry Sandusky and, and Bobby – or in uh, – Coach Petrino stuff was coming out, or Paterno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Paterno. And I remember watching it, and there were cameras of all these college students and middle-aged students or college students or middle-aged people or older people standing outside of that stadium protecting his statue from being taken down. And it just, like, it always hit me, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? He's a football coach. like, And I, and I get it. Maybe he impacted a lot of lives in the positive and he did a lot for that community and that school, but like he also allowed child rape going on. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you fucking people? Like, <laughs> yeah. Where's who, the priority? Who cares, about, who cares about football? So like, that's my thing. Like, that's why I say that to say, like, I know people call Saban, like he's untouchable in Bama, but that's just embarrassing for people who put them on that pedestal. Literally. Like if you're an Alabama fan or a Tennessee fan or anything, and you act like the college football coach is like the most important thing. Like that, that's on you. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that you need to go check yourself and figure out what priorities you have in real, you know, in your life. But, um, 
but yeah, so I don't like that people look at Saban that way. And, you know, I wish Jimbo would have come out and said, hey, these are some stuff that I know. Because he said, go check in on it. Like, I don't know who can check in on it. The NCAA maybe? Like, you know, I, I don't know. But, like, why don't you just tell them what you know? Yeah. I, this feels – the way he was like, go ask those assistant coaches he's had and see what they say and see see what kind of stuff they had to do. Like, I feel like some of the assistant coaches he's had, which has been – I mean, half of the SEC head coaches now uh, have shared stories and been like, yeah, I went to this guy's house and I gave him a load of cash or like I did this for this guy. And it was obviously a recruiting violation. I think that has just been spread throughout. Um, and I think you're right in the fact that it's like, hey, if you're going to step up and say something like that then back it up, show him something. I mean, he was he was coaching with them at LSU. Like you're telling me. This guy didn't do it at LSU, but just all of a sudden, all of a sudden, started at Alabama. Like, no. Well, you. Well, the reason they can't say it is because if they were there, like, if you if you're telling on him, you're basically telling on yourself, or you're yeah. telling on yourself because you do it when you leave. Like yeah. when when Pruitt saw what he was doing, and then Pruitt cheats UT. Kirby saw what he was doing, and then he they, they all cheat. That's what I'm saying. Like they all cheat. So like, don't. That's like calling the kettle black. You know, the pot calling the kettle black. Like if Jimbo saying it, like bro, Jimbo, you do it too, probably. Like. You all saw him doing it, and yeah. then you all take it to your schools and do it. Yeah, there's – I mean, even if – even if, and this is a huge if, he hasn't done that kind of stuff at Texas A&M, I mean, he definitely did at Florida State. Sure, sure, like, absolutely. Definitely. Like, if you got this class under everything legal because you have NIL now and all that, like, great. But you've been a head coach for a lot longer sure. than this past year. You know what I mean? Like, there's no yep. way you haven't dabbled in a little bit of fine line when it comes to NCAA rules. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, okay, so I do want to talk about the possible pods in the SEC. It kind of goes along with what uh, we're talking about. Um, there, it, There's been, like, a rule by the NCAA that's, like, anybody can – change the way they want to do it any conference and say their best two winning percentages teams get to the championship so making it to where the sec greg sankey if he wanted to this is this is all up in the air could have bama and lsu in an sec championship because they have the best winning percentages i don't think he'll do that i think he'll want the two, I don't know. Honestly, I wouldn't do that if I was him. But now there's with Texas and Oklahoma coming in a pod theory instead of a division. How would you feel about the pod? So it would be four pods of four teams. You play every team in your pod. And then I think you play three or four teams outside of your pod, um, impossible like rivals that you would, I don't know if I like it because I think there's the small rivals that you've had for so long that kind of get taken away from you. But like an example, so, I mean, you pull up like any article, they're going to have different examples of different pods. Um, But one that I pulled up today said that like, Okay, like one pod would be Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina. Another one 
Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, another one, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and then Arkansas, Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma. So it's almost divided by location. The Texas A&M is and Arkansas are a little off. But I just don't want to get separated from having that game every year versus Florida and having that game every year versus Georgia and having a game every year versus Kentucky. Like, I I don't want to get separated away from that. So I, I feel like the division is a better setup, but it also depends on, like, what teams get paired with you in the pod. And if you're guaranteed, like, if Alabama's not in our pod, are we guaranteed to play them every year? Like, do we still get that? Or is it changed and adjusted? I don't know. That's why it's kind of fun to talk about because it's like it could be so many different avenues that we can go down. So I I don't really want the pods to change. I mean, I don't really want to go to pods. Like, I like the divisions because it's e- – hear me out, it's easier for Tennessee to make it to the SEC championship in our division now than if you just take the two as high in winning percentages in the SEC. Because mm-hmm. now all we have to worry about is Georgia and Florida. That's it. Those are the two that we worry about. Yep. If we do, if we do highest winning percentages, then you're going to add in Bama, Texas A&M, LSU, Arkansas, um, Auburn. Oklahoma and Texas are going to get Oklahoma, added in there. Oklahoma, Texas, Auburn. Like, that would be an absolute – bloodbath to get to the so i'm like now say if you kept the east west and added texas or not you could probably could so say if you had oklahoma to us and texas to the other one like then okay then we worry about oklahoma georgia and florida and like i would rather worry about that than like i mean the highest winning percentages i mean holy hell that'd be i mean it would hurt bama I mean, it would hurt. It would hurt all of them. I mean, just because it would be so so hard to make it uh, because everybody's in there. I mean, yeah. there would be there's been there would have been plenty of years that the largest cocktail party of, of Florida and Bama there would have been a rematch. The LSU Alabama would have been a rematch in the SEC championship. Like you mean Florida Auburn, Georgia? All, all, uh, yeah, yeah, Florida Georgia for largest cocktail. Hell, they could have played again. That, yeah. That's what I, yeah. What I was saying is the largest cocktail party. Florida and Georgia, they can have that game and then see each other again December 5th. Alabama and Auburn could play each other and then play two A weeks lot. later. Then then you got, like I said, um, Georgia or LSU and Bama play that game and then play again. So it's just like I just think it would be – I like the divisions. Um, I mean, granted, I'd love not to have to play Alabama every year. I mean, it's just – I mean, for 20 years now, it's just been a loss. I mean – it's true. I I, uh, I don't know about that. Like, I I see where you're coming from. I see why. It's like Alabama's the best, and it's very hard to beat them. But there's still, like, the pride in me where it's like I still want that rivalry to keep living on. I still want them. Yeah, but you can do, you can do it every other year. That has to be every year. I mean, Well, I still want opinion. there to be, like, the third Saturday in October, and I want us to get back on top. Like, I don't want to leave while they've been winning the entire time. It looks like we're pussies for backing out. Like, I'd rather it be a little flip before we, you know. Yeah, but, so we beat I them mean, this year. We beat them this year, and then we got a 1-0 and 
winning record. Winning yeah, and then and then it was they're they're afraid for the next you know generation of, of Tennessee dominance. That's why they uh, that's why they backed out. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean the pods would be neat, but I just think it would make it an absolute war zone. I agree with you. I, I think I don't know how they would do it. Like like if who you would play across pods, but yeah, highest winning percentage out of I mean, you could just list off the teams. Like it's just when you think about that in in say five, ten years ago, of like, okay, the highest winning percentage of LSU, Auburn, Alabama, Ole Miss, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas AM, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. The highest winning percentage of those, plus six or seven, six others, it's like that's who goes to the SEC championship, not the national, the SEC championship. People have been like, what? That's going to be insane, that conference. Yeah, and, and then you got then you got Ohio State always dominating the Big Ten, so they're going to be in the playoff. You got Clemson or some other loser ACC team. And then, you know, if USC comes back with – I mean, all the other schools would be so easy to get there. So easy. It's, a, hey, look, it's insane. Look, nip, nipples out for Naples. <laughs> you said you're going to do it. Must be about 66 in that. Yo, you know, I keep, I, keep my, I keep my rooms cold, baby. <laughs> Popping out. Uh, yeah. So I, no, I don't, I, I'm good. I like the divisions. Yeah, I do too. Uh, okay. Next topic Josiah Jordan James coming back. He has uh, decided to spend another year with Rick Barnes and this team. Are you excited, elated, kind of so-so, kind of disappointed? Where, where are you at on the spectrum? I'm just – I'm normal because I knew he wasn't going anywhere. So, it was <laughs> – You were confident in the fact that he wasn't going to leave. Yeah. I mean, if, if it came out that he was leaving, I would be pretty shocked. I'd be like, wow, that sucks for our team. And, B, that probably sucks for him because he's going to be playing overseas. He's not getting drafted. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, – th- that news was – Waste of waste of a tweet that someone sent out. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was uh, a relief tweet, not necessarily like an elation. You didn't think that he was going? Don't yes, I understand. Going. I didn't. I didn't think he was going. I didn't think he should go. But sometimes people make stupid decisions, and it makes you feel better. To where it's like, thank God you didn't freaking do that like that was that would have been the dumbest thing in the world like you said he would have been overseas playing he never would have like really got a high draft pick or anything like that it would have been very difficult for him to play in the NBA and it's just like bro come back make yourself better make the team better like you're on an upward trajectory just keep doing what you're doing man take advantage of NIL stay with us but like sometimes people make stupid decisions so that's that's where I came from. It's like, oof, okay. He didn't do the wrong thing. He didn't like have someone in his ear saying that he, you know, should go and like that's the that's what you should do. And you're gonna get drafted, you're gonna be awesome. Da 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 da. You'll get more money. Like, don't listen to those people. They're leading you astray. Yeah, I'm not wasting more time on it. I knew he wasn't going anywhere. So <laughs> okay, good. But yeah, good thing he wasn't an idiot. Um Lastly, wow, what a baseball regular season. Wink, wink, see what I did there. But incredible. I mean, 
27 points, 27 runs, 27 on a scoreboard in freaking baseball. And I'm like, WTF. I love it. I, I love it. I love that we went down there and swept them. And you know what? My dad and I were talking when I was driving yesterday. And we were talking about the Friday game on Saturday. I was like, you know what? Miss, good kudos on Mississippi State to come back and fight their fight their little nub bulldog tails off. Um, because hey, like they're they're a great, they're a very, very good baseball program. And so it's like they got a lot of pride. They just they got won. Stomped. They won the national championship last yeah, year. They they just got stomped and they're coming back and they had a really close game. So I give them a lot of kudos. But when you're the best, you show why you're the best, and we won. I don't care. Twenty-seven to two. I don't care if it's a one-point game. We won the game, and then after we said, "Hey, Mississippi State, good try, good job," we won the series, and then we came back on on Saturday and swept them. We're like, "All right, we'll see you later." We got we got tournaments to get ready for. So I'm exactly loved it. incredible sweep to go into the tournament. Literally, like I really want to look and see because I didn't necessarily see this, but like, what's the record? for most runs in a game in, like, Tennessee, SEC, NCAA. I'm not because sure. Yeah. 27 is ridiculous. It's crazy, bro. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, seven in the seventh inning is, <laughs> like, I can't – like, I can't imagine the thoughts that are going through the team – like, Mississippi State's mind and, like, the pitcher's head of, oh, my gosh, like – this this is never ending. Like I just want to get out of here. This is this oh, is ridiculous. If I, to, if I was supposed to pitch, like, fr- I mean Thursday, you don't know that's going to happen. But if I'm supposed to pitch Friday, I'm like waking up with like a bellyache or something. I'm like, coach, I ain't got it today. Sorry. <laughs> I'd be freaking out, freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> so yeah, I'm so I, excited I'll be, for. I'll be super. I'll be super locked in, man, for this SEC and for Omaha. I know. I'm really wondering when they. Uh, because I haven't really, like, looked it up, but, like, when they release, like, the seating and, like, who is where and, like, where everybody's going to be placed and how, like, it's going to progress, I'm very excited for that, which will probably get released before this podcast does because, you know, that's how things work out. Um, But like you said, I'm very excited for SEC tournament play um, and seeing those guys – it's just like a different feeling once it's oh, on that stage, you know? It's Yeah, the when we got the – and I shouldn't have said SEC and then Omaha. I should have said SEC and then regional, super regionals, all that stuff. I don't – it confuses me, but I'm going to be locked in because I'm going to be nervous little boy with a tight little butt, you know, until we, until we make it to Omaha. So, Very tight. Yeah, even tighter than that. <laughs> I just, uh, I just think that I just it makes me nervous, and I hope I hope they don't feel nervous or feel the pressure. It just stinks because in these tournaments, these other schools are gonna be coming in knowing they got nothing to lose. Yeah, that's the thing too is like they've been number one for so long. Every other team is like, this is it. Like this is the team. Like they are, you know, the New England Patriots of you know that twenty year run. It was like this is the team you have to take down if you want to be anything or like so they're going to get people's best I think like you know teams that might be on their last win like if it's double elimination in some instances which I think it is like they're putting in their best pitcher 
they're 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 giving up their best lineup. They're 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 and to try and play multiple teams back to back like that, it's not going to be easy. You know, like I, I like our schedule hasn't been easy to, you know, we still played Arkansas. We still played Vanderbilt. We still played Ole Miss. Like we had to go through those teams. We went through the reigning national champs and Mississippi state, even though they're a little worse for wear at this point, but like, this is totally different. This is the best teams over and over. You don't get those midweek games where they're kind of a break or whatever. Like this is a lot more serious in that fashion. So I'm excited to see what these guys can do. I mean, I want Evan Russell. I'm, ner- I'm, ner- I'm, ner- I'm nervous for him because I know there's a lot. And I hope they're not putting pressure on themselves. But as an athlete, like, I can't imagine being in their shoes being like – I mean, if I'm them, I'm probably just confident as hell. Like, I'm like, all right, this is what we do. Let's go do it. So, I'm probably not that nervous. But, like, I just – it's yeah, it's just, it's just tough because you don't want to have such a good year and then not end up winning at all. Yeah. And then uh, – Definitely want to call call out Evan Russell tying the Tennessee record for all-time home runs, which I think was Helton before. So that just, like, is a little cherry on top to the season of being like, remember when we were really good at baseball and Todd Helton was there and we had really good players? Like, now we're back, like, full circle. Like, now we got another Todd Helton out here that's hitting bombs like crazy. Uh, so it, yeah, it's almost like a a good omen leading into the off season, like off season, the 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 outs the postseason is what post-season. I was trying to say. Yeah, postseason. Yeah. So shout out Evan Russell for being a complete badass. Seriously though, huge man, huge, huge. All right, I think that was a good podcast. Good pod. Good pod. Not too long, not too short. Covered everything gossipy. Everybody wants to hear about I spilled beer, Reed showed his nipples. I mean, you can't get much better than that. Uh, all right, guys. I very much appreciate you watching and listening. If you are watching, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Hit that notification bell. Uh, please comment. Anything you have to say, we love to respond to the comments. Um, if you're listening, please rate follow, download, all of those things help so much. And as always, share with all your friends and family, tell them what we got going on. Uh, follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee for our Twitter and our main account, uh, at Kyler Curveson, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for me, at rbacon26 for Reed on Twitter. Um, and you can contact us. We have a phone number, 865-322-9232. And an email, believe in Tennessee football at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out there too. You can always, you know, reach out social media, comment on YouTube, or do it that way, anonymous. Either way, we love interacting with you guys. We always appreciate you. And as always, go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.